0: News Talks B and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Hi, I'm Francis Cook, and welcome to the show. If it's not enough that many people are locked out of the housing market, now even renters are feeling the squeeze. Our housing problems have led to higher rents, and those costs are seeping outside of the main centres of Auckland, Wellington, and Christchurch. Trade Me's property report shows rents in the regions have gone up 20% over the last three years. On average, it'll now cost you an extra $3,000 a year. Add that to the list of things making it harder for people to save and get ahead. How can you save to buy your own house when it costs you more every day to pay off someone else's mortgage? For the most part, renters are stuck. When there's stiff competition for a house, you can't exactly negotiate a lower rent. But knowledge is power. And if you know your renting rights, there are places where you can save some extra cash. Here's Rent Smarter and Save Money. News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Kayla Healy from Renters United. So, when people are looking at renting, is there anything
1: they can do to
0: get cheaper rent overall?
1: No, not really. There isn't much that you can do as an individual to change the rent that's being charged in your area. I mean, of course, you can look around for a place that offers cheaper rent, but with the um, supply how it is, you, as renters, we kind of have to take what we can get if we're being totally honest. Mm, So when you're
0: looking for a house then, what can you do?
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of things that you can look at when you're moving into a house or when you're looking at moving into a place. Um, One of the first things that's really important to know as a renter moving into a place is who can and can't charge you a letting fee. So under the Residential Tenancies Act, property managers can charge you a letting fee, but a private landlord can't charge you a letting fee. So even if that landlord manages multiple of their own properties. They can't charge you a letting fee unless they're a registered property management company. So that's really important to know. Um, You don't want to get caught out paying a letting fee that you um, don't need to be paying. The other thing that's a common expense at the start of a tenancy is the bond. Um, The bond can only be a maximum of four weeks of the rent that you'd be paying at that property. So that's just another thing that's really important to keep in mind is how much bond um, it's legal to charge and how much bond is legal for you to be charged. And another thing that we're seeing sometimes at the moment is bonds for pets or bonds for other types of security, they're not legal and you shouldn't have to pay any other bond that's not the initial four-week rent bond.
0: That's fascinating because I have uh, when I was renting. Luckily, I'm not anymore. Um, but that's my good fortune, really. Um, I had a cat, and it was a nightmare trying to get a house. I never came across the pet bond. Is that a new thing? Um,
1: I think it's a new thing that's kind of been created, but shouldn't shouldn't be because it's not legal. So, mm. but it is something. I mean, there's a lot people with pets find it really difficult to find a place to rent. Nightmare. Absolute not nightmare. I have a cat as well. It's really hard. But um, but no, you shouldn't be asked to pay increased rent for anything. Um, sometimes channels, people will say, oh, you've got to pay a little bit of extra rent to cover the security of my lawnmower, but that's not legal. Interesting. All right. So when you get to the
0: point where hopefully you've found a house and you're <laughs> renting, uh, which in these... These days uh, can be a trick in itself, but all right, you're <laughs> renting now. Um, what are the things you need to know then to hold on to as much of your cash as you can?
1: Yeah, of course. So there's still a couple of things that you need to know while you're, if you've you've hit the jackpot and you've found a place to live, rent increases are something that will happen occasionally, and that's um, that's one of those things. But there's a couple of rules around incre- rent increases that landlords need to follow. So. You can't, um, your rent can't be increased before 180 days that you've been living at that property and then subsequently if your rent is increased it can't be increased for another 180 days since your rent's been increased so there's kind of a 180, 180 day rule there. Um, if you are living in a place that has a fixed-term tenancy, which is more and more commonly people are living in fixed-term tenancy places, it needs to be written into your tenancy agreement that the, um, that the rent can be increased. So it, it isn't always written in there, so it's really important to have a copy of your tenancy agreement if, um, if you have a landlord that's asking to increase your rent.
0: What about other things that can make life... A little easier because I know people talk
1: about things like there's an insulation grant. How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. There is an insulation grant. So if you are a renter and you have a community services card and your place isn't insulated at the moment, really good to have a talk with your landlord about that. Um, tenants with community services cards, the landlords might be entitled to up to 50% of the cost of ceiling and floor insulation. So obviously that benefits everybody, it benefits the tenants, it benefits the landlords, and it benefits anyone that's going to live in that property after that. So it's really a win-win situation. Um, By 2019, or during 2019, ceiling and floor insulation is going to be compulsory. So again, it's just Mm. another incentive, something that you can get from the government that makes, um, makes life a little easier for everybody. But I mean, of course, there's a financial incentive there as well, not just for the landlord, but for the tenant. You save on power, on gas, on heating and um, on, on health costs potentially as well. And of course, there's a wide range of landlords out there. Um, I've
0: had amazing ones. I've had <laughs> ones, <bad> terrible ones. <laughs> ones. Um, if things go wrong... What are your rights, and again, how can you try to hold on to as much of that hard-earned cash as you can?
1: Yeah, of course. Thinking about that in two different ways, there is repairs and maintenance to a property, so say something goes uh, terribly wrong one afternoon and your washing machine is flooding the house. If this is causing damage to the house, if it's something that really urgently needs to be fixed and you've tried to contact the landlord, you can't get a hold of them, it's not something that you can fix on your own, you can get those urgent repairs fixed and um, the landlord needs to compensate you for those. Another thing that's really, um, really, really important to know being a tenant is that you're not responsible for normal wear and tear of the house. So if at the end of the tenancy the carpet is worn down, that's normal wear and tear of a property and that should never be taken out of your bond or anything like that. So that's kind of property maintenance. If things go go really wrong, um, Say you're in a situation where you have kept paying rent, but your um, your home is is no longer habitable. There are some there are some circumstances where the tenancy tribunal will give you backdated rent or backdated rent reductions. I mean, that's not something that we would see very often. And of course, landlords, um, you know, we not many landlords are going to be renting out properties that are uninhabitable or rooms that are uninhabitable. But it's not. It's not impossible either and it is definitely is something that we've seen before. So, um, just know that even if it gets to that even if it gets to that point, there are still options for you through the tenancy tribunal and getting some money back from there.
0: Good to know. Yeah, for for someone like yourself who's seen probably a really wide range of issues. I mean, with rents heading up across the country do you think, uh, are landlords taking advantage of tenants, or is this part of a, a wider housing issue?
1: It's part of a wider housing issue, yes, definitely. But I mean, what's really interesting about these rent increases that are happening is that the, the quality of the housing stock isn't improving with these rent increases. Landlords aren't necessarily improving the properties or doing anything that justifies these rent increases so Yes, definitely taking advantage of the situation that's going on at
0: the moment. All right, thanks so much. That's Kayla Healy from Renters United. I'd love to hear from you if you have other tips for renters or if you have a question that you'd like covered in another episode. Come and talk to me. I'm at Francis Cook on Twitter and at Francis Cook Journalist on Facebook. Don't forget that's Francis with an E. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.